Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and V. And today, guys, we're going over a mixtape by uh, Rick Ross. This mixtape was released in 2012. Big, big time for mixtapes. Um, this one is called Rich Forever one of my favorite mixtapes of that year. This is also one of the most downloaded mixtapes ever in that time frame. Um, this when Dat Pip was going crazy mm-hmm. with the releases. And when they actually were partnering up with a lot of these artists to release mixtapes exclusively through that, that Pip. This mixtape featured Diddy, 2 Chains, Wale, John Legend, Nas, Kelly Rowland, Styles. We had a bunch of people. Drake, of course. Yeah. Big moment for Drake on this. French Montana. French Montana, Stally, um, Future. A lot of big names on this mixtape. Um, and from what I remember, this tape was actually supposed to be an album. And then he put it out. Yeah, it should have been an album. And then he put it out because, I don't know, I guess the label was probably dragging their feet or something else was happening. You know about that? Yeah, he got hit him and um, Dev Jim once he and I out at this time. Okay. Yeah, so he ended up putting it out. Um, Really, really favorable reviews. Everybody loved it. Um, and it was another win for Ross. I think the year prior, no, two years prior was when um, Teflon Don was out. Yeah. So he already was still riding high off that. And um, and this was a big moment. What do you remember around this album coming out? I remember the anticipation for this project. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember, in 2010, we got Teflon Don, Albert Anastasia, and Ashes to Ashes. Mm-hmm. Right? So like Rick Ross is at like his like hot like his peak, right? And w- by the time that we get to like Rich Forever, by the time he gets to Rich Forever, I think Rich Forever is like his like he peaked and then it, there's a downward decline mm-hmm. because after that we get God's forgiven I don't yeah in twenty and um in twenty twelve as well mm-hmm. so Rich Forever should have been the album that came out not for God forgives and I don't but. Rick Ross was like just on like a rapping tear from like two. So I'll say 2009 it started and then it capped off in 2012. So I'll give him a four year run. Um, so from that time frame, I just think that he could like do no wrong. Like his beat selection, what he was rapping about, he just, he was fresh off, he was fresh off of the the heels of like beefing with 50 Cent and like surviving. Surviving. And you know, making and just showing that the way to beat Fifty was just keep making great music, right? Just, just and he made the best music of his career during that time. Yeah, he made the best music of his career. He had you and you remind mind you at this time, him and Baby were still cool. Yes. So right, yeah. so he had he had some of the most powerful people in the business also fucking with him. Diddy, Baby, DJ Khaled, mm-hmm. like those those and Jay Z. Jay Z always like well, you know what I'm saying like fuck with Ross like yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So like. There was no, there was no way that he could be like blocked or like stopped in what was going on, and I just felt like this project was just like it's just like the best of that. And remember around this time, like Diddy was trying to like sign yeah. um, him and, and Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. and they both played him. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like they kind of like they kind of like let Puff know like this this ain't how it's going to go. Yeah, like yeah. thanks for no thanks type <laughs> thing. Like yo, you a legend Puff, but nah. Yeah. We good, bro. Um yeah, no, I remember a lot about around this time frame. Um I think I had just started my job a few months prior. So, um this was like my soundtrack around that time. This and Take Care. I was playing back to back to back like around that time. Um, and Ross was particularly on fire because MMG, everything that they was doing, you know, you yeah. had Wale that was like newly on the label. You had Meek that was still like bubbling. And then, you know, Ross and his ear for beats. I think people were just, re- people started respecting Ross's ear for beats around this time. Like we always knew that he was great musically, but I think around this time frame is when people started making it, making his name synonymous with like, yo, he has an ear. He has an ear. Yeah. And people still say that now to this day. Because um, this is such a well put together mixtape. And even li- listening back to it, I'm like, yo, this is crazy that like, this is some free music. Like yeah. he didn't charge for this. This is just. If I'm the label, I am living. Yeah. Putting together a song like Rich Forever with John Legend, like the layers in that song, the production, the hook. It's so theatric and it's so big and it's like Rich Forever is the most dramatic song in the history. It is. It is. It's a it's a dramatic song, but it's a good, good listen. It really is. Well, yeah. <laughs> um I just really thoroughly enjoy this project. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I ask myself, like, this album doesn't like I can I you know, I love to compare. This I, I sometimes I wonder like where does this album stand like in like the argument of say a Teflon Don, right? And like I cause like I compare it like I'm just like damn like and sometimes like I'm like yeah Teflon Don definitely had more like bangers, but as a cohesive like project like this album like stomps out Teflon Don. You think so? So the only reason why I would pick out Teflon Don is because it's shorter. So this album has a lot of opportunity for misses. There, there aren't many misses, but it's a lot of things on here that I would trim to well, make this better. I appreciate the skits, mm-hmm. and I appreciate the like, like uh, on um, high definition. Like Oof. I love, I love how it's the opening with Mike Tyson talking about how like you know like luxury. This is garbage. Yeah, this is garbage. This is garbage. Nothing. It used to mean something to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just thought that that was just yeah. really like dope. Yeah. Um, even though like I didn't like the beat per se, Rick Ross is just doing a one shit. You didn't like the beat on high definition. Nah, I didn't. nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that shit was dope. And MMG Untouchable is incredible. MMG, even even MMG. shit going back, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is incredible. That's a great that's great open. Yeah, that's Peak Ross talking shit. Diddy talking shit. It, it's just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Nah, it's great, but um, back to MMG Untouchable, right? Yeah. Like, I wish that this opened the album. Yeah, yeah, that is a good opening. But, I mean, at the same time, Holy Ghost is a good opening, too. It's cool, but I, I really think that... like, and it, and it just said something, because it's like it's his brand, MMG Untouchable. Mm-hmm. Or he just kept this for a fucking MMG project. Why yeah. not, bro? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, just have this as a solo joint on an MMG album. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, damn, Holy Ghost, what he say? My teacher told me that I was a piece of shit. Seen her the other day, driving a piece of shit. <laughs> that part was always so funny to me. Um, but he has so many highlights on this, right? So let's start unpacking them. So 
first off, you know, you got you got Birdman on Yellow Diamonds, which was already a big deal because considering where their relationship stands now, do you think that um, his relationship with Birdman now is solely based on how he feels Birdman treated Wayne, or is there something else? Wayne there? and Cali. Yeah. Oh, and, Wayne and Cali. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne and Cali, and, and 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 how he dealt with Wayne, okay. and the fact that he was wearing fake jewelry. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was based off because they were supposed to do a project together. That would be yo. That would be such a ridiculous project. Yo, it would They're be both ridiculous so project. ridiculous. I just think it's hilarious because it's like Ross being mad that he was wearing fake jewelry, right? Like, I get it, like how that could be disappointed, but like we all know Birdman ain't broke. Yeah. So and also, you don't you remember when um when Ross was on the cover of Double XL with fake LVs? Yeah, and and they came out and announced that yo mm-hmm. these aren't like real. we didn't make these. Yeah, we didn't yeah. make these. So it's just like like I like, I just felt like Ross just wanted to shit on him mm-hmm. like by saying that. And yeah, I mean, I I really do wish that like him and Birdman would like make music together still because you no know, to me like Birdman talking shit in the background is some of the best shit that you yeah. don't get. <laughs> just the best, bro. Like I would love to like just walk down the street and like while I'm walking, Birdman just talking shit. Stunt little daddy. Yeah. In the middle of Harlem. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Going to Haji's right now. Little daddy, we just put a stack on the table. <laughs> <laughs> tell these bitch, tell these pictures, no mayonnaise on my goddamn oh chopped cheese. I see mayonnaise on and I'm slitting throats, you heard me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's probably a terrible bird, man, but you get, you, get, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Um, fuck him, though. Fuck him is dope. With uh, 2 Chains has two big moments on this project. He does. Yeah. I actually I actually feel like he kind of stole the, the show on that track. Yeah, on um on Fuck 'em or on the other one. On Fuck Party Hard is man. He Yo, niggas, on well, show. number one, niggas in Atlanta, if it's if there's one thing in Atlanta Atlanta nigga like don't love more than anything, it's to say fuck a nigga. Yeah. Fuck him. And shit on like, oh my God. Yo, I'm telling you. Yeah. You wanna know what songs ring off down south a lot? The fuck you song. The little uh Meek Mills fuck you and Cameron's fuck you. And um, is it Yo Gotti too? No, I'm sorry. That was Yo Gotti's yeah. fuck you, and Meek has a verse on it. Okay. So Yo Gotti's fuck you, and and Cameron's um fuck you yeah. goes off. Yeah. In Atlanta, they just love screaming fuck you to another nigga, like to another man. Like it's they just love to disrespect each other. Empowering. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, and then around this time too, what's to be noted is uh Nas was on a bit of a run. Um, you know he had uh what's the shit? What's the album? Um, life is good. Life, life is good. Is good yeah. Life is good came out this year. I want to say 2012. It came out later in the year. So this is the beginning of him showing face again. Um, and this is a great verse. Who do you think had the best verse on the song? Nas. But nobody gets the best out of a a a, a, a legendary '90s rapper like Rick Ross. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like Rick Ross gets gets like dudes off the porch. Like, I, I can't wait till like Rick Ross works with Scarface again or some shit like that. Like, oh yeah. He just get he just I, I feel like Rick Ross talks to like rappers like like how a director talks to an actor and just lets them know like listen I just I just want you to pretend that is that is you know nineteen ninety and you back in Houston, Texas. Something and, and you know you you just finished writing mom's playing tricks with me and Jay Prince says I need another hit Yo, I can see him setting it up. Hey, Ross is definitely the person that sets up exactly how he wants a song to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that's why he needs a four. He's about due with a four-length album with Justice League. Yeah, man. I think that'd be incredible. I just think it's hilarious how Rick Ross could just sell some shit. He's like Michael Irving. Like, it's just funny to me. <laughs> it's incredible. Bro, just off of the fact, off of that, I was in my um, bodega yesterday, and I saw those rosé cheddar chips, and I'm thinking about his interview that he just did with Complex, where he's talking about them, and I almost bought them. Just because. <laughs> Just cause, just cause, I'm like, yo, like he talks about these shits like they're incredible. Like I have to try them. Yo, he sells it well. Man. Yeah, he does. He's a salesman. Um, uh, what else? If I had to pick some songs on here that I don't really like, um, the joint with Kelly Rowland, yeah, it's very too. weak to me. I need that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. very very weak. Um, I like, I like MMG. The world is ours, but. I don't really need it. That's the joint with Pharrell and Meek Mill and Stally. No, nah, that's the one I actually I, I like that song. That song and the Kelly Rowland song can like kick rocks. Yeah. You didn't need it. And I get like he was trying, he was looking out for niggas too. Mm-hmm. This is like, yo, I got you on the track with Pharrell. I might as well just put this out. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, like, pretty much. It was more of a look for Stally because Stally absolutely performs that shit at his shows. Oh, he does? Yeah, he does. She does that and Party Hunt. Always get fucked. Uh... But, um, you know, it just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah. work. Like, if you get a you get that much star power on one track and you still can't get it out there like that, like that means like it's not it's not meant to be. Yeah, I can see that too. But then um he's also really good with collabs with, you know, French Montana. And um Absolutely. yeah, so he got two French Montana features on here, mm-hmm. but the one that everybody talks about is Stay Scheming. Yeah. So Drake's verse on Stay Scheming. I remember when I first heard it. I remember when I I was skeptical on who he's talking about because it wasn't that clear yet. Oh no, nah, it was Flash Day to me. Yeah, it wasn't was, that clear. To I me was yet. just I was really into like uh, I was really really into gospel columns back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, uh, uh, Nicole Bitchy, um, what, what else was it? Uh, Concrete something. I forgot oh yeah, Concrete Lou. Yeah, Concrete. Yeah, Lou. that was a black. That was a black one. Yeah, so like you know, I was like into. So I knew about the whole common. Mm-hmm. Drake's um, over Serena. Serena, Serena Williams love triangle. I was like really aware of that. So for me, like it wasn't something that like I just didn't, I didn't catch on to. Like I absolutely know mm-hmm. that he was talking about this dude, and it, it is obvious. Like the way he starts it off, is, you know what I'm saying. It bothers me when the gods get to acting like the bronze. Yeah. That was just so like. <sighs> and common like like it just. Common did his best, man, but it's just he I just. Think, yeah, I think like, common held his own. Common is just too far removed. I think Common was Common was too far removed, and he's become he had become too well polished by then to get in the mud with Drake. Yeah, yeah, like, and it, Drake and um the beef was just so stupid. I think Con, uh, Common talked about it a couple of years later, like yo, just over a girl. Like he acknowledged how dumb it was. Like yeah. yo, this is this is dumb. Like we're we're good, but I also think that like Kanye and Pusha T put the battery in his back mm-hmm. to respond. Hell yeah. Like, Around I, that time. Now, know what we know now, mm-hmm. I know that's what happened. And they were just gotta hyping get that nigga up. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get him. Yeah. Um, I think Common Common came out with a couple diss tracks. Because yeah. he rapped, he freestyled over this, yeah. over this beat. And then he rapped over, he had a song called Sweet. Oh, yeah. You wanna know what? And I ain't gonna lie, Sweet was hard. Yeah. Sweet, Sweet was hard. Sweet was hard. But that Canada Drive bar was weak as fuck. Oh, yeah. You Canada Drive. That was on, that was the uh, Stay Scheming freestyle he yeah. did. But on Sweet, he went off. I think yeah. he had just a couple lines for him. But then at the end, he starts, like, talking. So we all know you Sweet. 
we all know you. Like he just started yeah. like going. That's, off. that's what I'm saying. He yeah. he started saying Joe. Yeah, that's how I knew. I was like, oh, he on his Chicago yeah. shit. Yeah. Joe is some fucking Chicago lingo. Okay. Yeah, man. But yeah, um, um, and then it, also, if this mixtape don't prove anything else, it'll definitely prove how long Future's run has been. Yes. It's crazy. This is 2012. He has a future feature on here, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking good. Yo, um from a new Bugatti, right? No, yeah. He has uh no, he has Ring Ring on here. New okay. Bugatti, New Bugatti was um was the joint which is Diddy. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So Ring Ring is another one where I'm I just didn't care for. Yeah. I didn't care for that one, but I just wanted to talk about New Bugatti. Okay. So I was in club I I've attended Club Live while New Bugatti was ringing off. And it's one of those songs. When you hear it, you actually just want to make sure that like, you're taking it all in. Um, DJ, There's a DJ in Miami called DJ Stevie J, not mm-hmm. associated with the Stevie J from the Hitman, the producer. I love hip hop. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I tell you, like, that song, New Bugatti, like, goes off, like, it's just, like, a different kind of feeling because it's, like, all this, like, confetti is coming from everywhere. It's, like... It's just like ridiculous. Like it's so over the top. It's like a Dave Chappelle skit. Like it's yeah, just like yeah. all the confetti is going everywhere. Like you got people coming out buying bottles, getting sparklers. Mm-hmm. You got all these dudes in there like spending ridiculous amounts of money, like months worth of rent. Like you just think about it. Like all <laughs> the shit that's just being like thrown around in there, like just just carelessly, and people are just in there just having a good time. Like I'll never forget it. Like we went. Um, it was for my boy L's birthday, and like they played this song, and it was fucking mayhem, man. We had such a great section too, man. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to those friends, man. It was fucking great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, it was great. It was great to experience that and still be, and still know, like I'm broke. Yeah, I'm with some motherfuckers that got money, and they this got, is great. And, and this is just, yeah, we living it up yeah. in this moment. <laughs> yeah, just, just celebrate. Yeah, yeah, and nah, I feel that. Um. But like this, this one also. But the new new Bugatti on this, listening back, it also reminded me about um, how Diddy was trying to make Bugatti Boys a thing, like really, really a thing. He always trying to have like a, a, a crew. Yeah, it was Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Bugatti Boys, Ciroc Boys. He always trying to yeah. have some boys. Bugatti Boys. Yeah. It's like, and it just didn't catch on like that. Yeah. Nobody, nobody is saying that shit. Unless it's some shit we don't know about. You know, you know why I didn't catch on? Because everybody can't have a fucking Bugatti. At least with Ciroc, mm-hmm. like everybody, like okay, I can buy some. I can, I drink Ciroc. That's my drink. Mm-hmm. Like Bugatti boys, like that's really hard to attain. <laughs> Bugatti boys. Yeah, you gotta make it more realistic, like BMW boys or something like that. Like all right, you, you know. know, Land Cruiser boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you, go. Like, you gotta make it attainable, man. Um, but I think. What else on here? King of Diamonds was a, was also a highlight for me. Ah, strip clubs on. Like yeah, that. you know you need that. Ross is good for those. That's very true. But like, and he's so good at those that sometimes some of these moments on this mixtape can feel a little dialed in, mm-hmm. um, because it's so easy for him to just do. Um, Be billionaire. I haven't really heard much from them. I feel like they were they only worked with Ross and then they disappeared. Yeah, it's some producers like you just don't hear from them, like, at all. I wonder what Lex Luger's up to. Right? Man. Interesting. Lex Luger was kind of pigeonholed around this time. He was. Um, Kanye, I feel like Kanye stole all his powers. Yeah. Kanye was like, yo, make this. All right, cool. All right, yeah, we got it. We yeah. we don't need you. All right, I feel that way. Um, this this Like I said, this was a solid project for me. And mm. like I really, really like it. And I'll say that... Um, out of the 20 tracks, I'll say that 14 are really good. 
That's a high percentage. That's a really high percentage. I would say... I'll say 15. Okay. I'll say 15. Yeah, Yeah, I'll say 15 are good. Um, There's some joints on here that I'm just like... And it's not even... The ones that are not... The only one that I can say is just not good is the one with Kelly Rowland. I don't like that at all. Kelly Rowland, that that one is just not good. Uh, There's another one that I just did not like. Uh, Ring Ring is really bad. And Mm. I don't... Yeah. It's just, I'm not um, Keys to the Crib is pretty good with Styles. I don't like Keys to the Crib. Nah? Nah, that's the other one I was looking for. Keys to the Crib. I like, I mind, like Keys to the Crib. Opposite way. With Styles. And it just reminded me too. Styles, did you see that Styles just announced he's retiring? I don't believe that. That's fine. I'll call I'll Eric. Be- I'm, I'm going to call Eric and Jeff. I believe him. I don't believe him. I believe him only because he has a lot of shit he's doing outside of music now. Like, you know, health, the health. Um, he's on a huge health kick, super healthy. He has a bunch of different stores and, and, um, he has one in Yonkers. He has one in the Bronx. Um, I, I can believe how he can be. I think he said he has like maybe two more albums and then he has an album that he's going to release with, uh, the locks. He has one more locks album, but he said he's good. He said he's, he's chilling. There's no reason. There's no reason to announce retirement, bro. I mean, yeah, you're right. Just do it. Um, yo, off, I really, Off the Boat should have been like a, a, a single. Yeah. The only single from this album. Is Stay Scheming. Yeah. From this tape, rather. Yeah. Stay Scheming is the only single. Yeah. And I people, think, people just aren't, people weren't that good at marketing mixtapes back then, though. Yeah. They, they just didn't, um, they didn't push it out the way they were supposed to. That's true. Um, I just think that as far as. Stay scheming. It was a it was a Drake feature, so like that's why like that one was so like it, it had to come out like and it just mm-hmm. couldn't not. I think I think it was requested so much also. Yeah, and then the controversy behind it, um, controversy behind it also fueled it. So he all he also he almost didn't need to release anything else because it was so popular. Well, yeah. Also, remember Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant were going through problems at mm, that time. Yeah, what a very that right. bar that bar aged terribly. Yeah, because at that time, like, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Kobe and Vanessa were like they were contemplating divorce. Yeah, and so you know, it was basically saying like, you know, because when you get married in the state of California, like, pretty much like the women get everything. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're screwed. She was and so, to get like, we was, right, and we was finding, like, we was, like, learning, like, yo, she's gonna get all of this fucking money from this man. And she so, was there from the, from yeah. The and, like, I remember, like, Kobe was at, like, a signing, and, like, fans were, like, saying, bitch, you wasn't with me in the gym? Because yeah. we thought, because remember, they were in the Olympics that summer. Yeah. Like, we would see pictures of Kobe, like, with mad women and shit. I'm like, yo, Kobe really living life. Yeah. But I guess, like, he went home and, like, got shit straight. Yeah. And, like, that shit, like, wasn't, like, a thing anymore. Like, fam, like, people had to, like, I, I think, like, Drake and Kobe had a conversation about it. Like, it was, I think, yeah. I think I heard about them having a conversation. Yeah, about like, it. but, like, that was, like, really, like, a like a moment, like, a thing, though. So, um, yeah, that bar definitely aged, didn't age well. It's and it's crazy because, like, no matter what, a DJ knows to cut it off and let mm-hmm. the crowd scream that shit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even hear. Well, I don't even hear this song anymore, though. Nobody. No, nah, not no more. But, but it but was. She wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Is absolutely a part of the American like dialect now. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's like a 
what what do you call it? Like when it's like a saying or something like that. Like that's absolutely like a quote that like yeah. people just use. That's that's something shooting in the gym. It wasn't with me shooting in the gym. That's oh man. All right. Well, let's get to the broken promises that Rick Ross promised us on this. Okay. So you have a few. So like what he did with this tape. You have um, some moments here, not only just skits, but then toward the end of it, you have an interview with Shaheem Reed, the the legendary Shaheem Reed, conducts an interview with Rick Ross, where he's basically talking about what he's going to look forward to in his career, what he has going on, okay. what he has coming next. And one of the things he says is, oh, man, you know, I got uh, <laughs> I got I got this project coming with MMG. So we got that. We got that. He says, uh, "God forgives our donors." Going to be his best album yet. We got that, but it was we got that, but it album. wasn't. Um, he announced Yolo. Yolo, yeah. Yolo, you only live once. The album that was supposed to come with Drake never got that. We did get some. We did get what, like five songs from that project. I think. I don't think we got any songs from the project. We just kept getting songs with them together. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's just a lot of things that I. I want to say I believe that he was coming out with. They just never saw the light of day, and I and I want to know why. You know, um, I I don't I don't know why Yolo never came out. It feel like it should have came out after this. It does. Um, I I feel like it was more like a label thing. I think that's probably also another reason why he got beef with Bird. I I guarantee you, Birdman stopped mm-hmm. that shit. Same way Birdman stopped. I can't feel my face. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's like, uh, well, yeah. They all they were all, Ross and and uh Ross Santana are both Universal and so is Birdman. Mm-hmm. So it could have worked out, but I just feel like like Birdman was like, nah, I need like, I need I need like like eighty <laughs> percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, yeah, you're right. I didn't tie that back to him. Yep, I could see that happening. Yeah, man, I could see Ross like just just being like upset, like mm-hmm. like yo. Because Ross, because you know Ross is aware of the kind of money he'd be getting yeah. with Drake. <laughs> you know? And I and I feel like Birdman is too, and that's why he told them. Yeah, he like, said, nah, I need ah, in. I need in, Playboy. I need in on that. Um, but yeah, I think overall this project really, really delivers. I think Ross is probably kicking himself because he didn't capitalize off of it the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he went on to drop great albums after this but i think this excuse me this one in particular always gets looked at as being a special moment in his career as with teflon don and um and deeper than rap the this falls in line as being one of the ones one of them ones that he doesn't want and i don't know why it's not on streaming um i feel like it should be on streaming at this point is one of is one of the highlights in his catalog Agreed. I wouldn't imagine this is all original content, so I wouldn't yeah. imagine that he has clearance issues. I, I really truly think it was just the uh, uh, issue with the label, and he just said "fuck it," and then got a bag from from um, that fifth and just put it out like that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Um, but it, ha- it has so many accolades on its belt. I mean, but it's all like on the street level. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has. You know, he got some recognition from Complex. He got some recognition from Rolling Stone um, for it being one of the best albums of 2013 and 2012, whenever it came out. But it could have went a lot further for him, a lot further. But I, overall, I'm happy with what we got. I'm comfortable giving this a four and a half. What do you say? 
I'll give it a four out of five bars. Okay. And why is that? Um, because the project, even though like I, I do think like, you know, as a, is just a, a better, it, it's too long mm-hmm. as far as like that, as that goes. Like, yeah, like I, like I said, like some people might be like, what you just said, you think it's better than Teflon Dawn. I think it's better than Teflon Dawn, like cohesively. But I understand that Teflon Don had like bigger songs, and I think that Teflon Don did more for his career than this project did. Absolutely. And I think that this project, you know, um, it just wasn't handled properly, and it's like that's just the things that just go against it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I can say four out of five episodes, um, and I, I hope that you guys are okay with that too. <laughs> they, they ain't got no choice. I mean, it's it's, it's your decision. Yeah. Um, I think for for me, I, I'm comfortable giving it a four and a half because. So much you can tell how much thought went into this, um, with the exception of the five songs that that I said. Um, there's so many tracks on here. You know, you got 20 tracks on here, so you risk it being very bloated off of it. Yeah. But it manages to work so well, and he works so well with these artists that are on here. It's such a superstar lineup that um, it, it's almost criminal that this was a free project. Completely free. Back when you had to hit, back when all you had to do was go to a website and just hit download, and it just goes to all your all your shit. You know, should have sued that man. Yeah, it just (laughs) it just goes to download. You kick your free project off with some shit talking from Diddy, some high class shit talking from Diddy. You got Birdman, you got John Legend, you got Nas. Like it's just the way that this flows. It flows so incredibly well that it's yeah, like I said, it's almost criminal. And then the production you got on here, and then the way that Ross was rapping, like mm-hmm. the the pockets that he was able to hit with this, incredible, big big moments on this. Um, I'm comfortable with a four and a half. I say, you know, you find I just so happen to still have it on all of my devices, but I say if you haven't listened to Rich Forever, you should definitely tap in and go. I mean, maybe it's still it's still on, on it's still on that fifth, but I had to re download it. I, yeah. I was shocked that I didn't have it. Yeah, so that Piff or my mixtapes is a good one. I I say you guys just tap in or eat shit, even SoundCloud. Um, I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. And we out of here. Catch you next time. Dun dun.